Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're single, you get to make 100% of your decisions from what color you paint your bedroom to how much you want to spend on eating out every week, all on your own. But if you want to make long-term, committed relationships work, the majority of your decisions now need to be shared because, well, just about every decision you make will affect your partner. The problem is that decision-making in a couple often boils down to arguments that devolve into one person acquiescing or both sides thinking that they're kind of meeting in the middle. But in the end, no one is really happy because each person thinks they gave up more than the other. Well, today we're putting all that in the past because you're about to learn my five steps to making happier joint decisions with your partner so you can walk away feeling like a loving team. So stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Medcalf, and I'm a practicing psychologist, number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven with over 35 years of experience helping people just like you. Join me as I teach you actionable tips and strategies to create connection, joy, and ease in all your relationships. So let's get to it. to the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I am getting very excited because by the time you listen to this, uh, we will be almost at the end of our fifth season of the podcast. I cannot believe that what I started years ago is now going into its sixth season, and each season is a year. So that was five years. Unbelievable. Now over, you know, millions of downloads and 100, I don't know, I think we're up to 180 countries. I have to ask about that. Uh, around the world listening, I just don't even know how to talk about it anymore. It's, I feel my heart is so full that you are still here with me. It's incredible. Oh, it just weren't, uh, it gets me very excited. So 
I'm going to be taking a couple weeks off from the podcast. I do it twice a year. I take off two weeks in in between seasons, and I take off two weeks around the holidays uh, here in the United States. And uh, so my two weeks are going to be coming up for you soon. Uh, By the time you listen to this, it should be in July of 2023. And uh, I take off the, I'm going to be taking off the first two weeks of August. So I'm just letting you know um, that that'll be a shorter month for you. So if you haven't subscribed to my love letter yet, this is a great time to do that. It's every Wednesday it comes out and it's, I'm not selling anything. It is literally just a letter of love. It's meant to inspire you every week. They're really great stories and uh, people love that love letter. So I hope you uh, put your name down. You can come to the website, abbymetcalf.com, and you can sign up right there. Uh, one of the little tabs on top says love letter, weekly love letter. And if you don't like it, unsubscribe. I'm not going to notice. It's okay. I'm not going to be hurt. All right. So decision making. <laughs> yeah, it is. This is such a big topic. It comes up all the time. I uh, I think in season one of the podcast, I did something around this, but you know, clearly, and I've obviously, I always update things. I always think again, I always rework and you know, what, what fresh thing do I have to say now? So, uh, it, it's such a big deal, you know, coming into consensus with our partners, coming to some sort of, you know, uh, joint agreement is really, really important. And I will tell you that I think this has always been the hardest part for me because, I really like to make decisions on my own. We all know I'm a bossy Jewish mother. We know who I am. You know who you're listening to. And I think this has always been the hardest part in my relationship is that I tend to do a lot of thinking in my head and then sort of bring Gary like a finished product almost. I do that a lot and I'm, I'm you might too. It's a common thing I when I'm talking to, to clients, it's something that comes up a lot that we can be that kind of person that comes up with things in our head and then we sort of come to our partner and, and we ask them if they want to do something or do you agree with this or whatever, but we've already made our decision. We've already gone through all the arguments and everything in our head and come up with our own idea. And I think before I jump into our my five-step process and consensus and all that, I do want to say that I really think a lot of this has to do with attachment style. <clears throat> I, as you know, I am a uh, an avoidant. Um, I have a more I have a more avoidant style. That is how I was most of my life before I got into. You know, I've done a lot of therapy. People, I'm still in therapy. Um, you know, working on myself, I've gotten much better. But I will tell you that my kind of natural inclination is to, you know, use my own counsel, to be in my own head. And I, so I think your attachment style affects your decision-making habits quite a bit. And, you know, again, more avoidantly attached, you're going to want to make all your decisions on your own. And you might even, you might even keep secrets from your partner. Yeah. You might even think like, oh, this doesn't affect them. Uh, Or maybe not a secret as much as omission. Um, that's where I get caught sometimes. I don't tell Gary something. I'm not lying and I'm not even thinking I am, but he'll say, oh, when did you decide that? And I think, oh, when did I decide that? And, you know, whatever it might be, um, maybe that I'm taking a class or maybe that I'm, um, I don't know, you know, gonna start eating differently or a hundred things. I often don't talk to him about it first. And then of course, I'm coming into the relationship with 
you know, doing these things and he's affected. And that's the thing I think you have to remember if you do make decisions on your own is that your partner is affected. So yeah, if I'm taking a, let's say I'm even taking a class during the day when I wouldn't even see Gary anyway, cause he's at work and I'm at work. The thing is though, it, when I'm adding something to my life, it means that, you know, there's something new, I'm driving around, or maybe it's going to be stressful to take this class. Maybe there's a big test at the end. Um, <clears throat> in some way, it's going to affect him because if my bandwidth is lower, if my, you know, willpower is getting eaten up with doing something, it's going to affect him. It might not seem like it does on the outside. I'm like, oh, it doesn't affect him at all. I can make this decision on my own. It's just, you know, something I'm doing or maybe a way I'm spending my disposable income, right, in the couple. But, and I'm not saying I go and like ask permission every time I spend money. Of course I don't. But there is a way of thinking about our partners differently if you are someone who's more avoidantly attached. And you know, of course, I've done episodes on this on the podcast. I'll link to them in the show notes. But, you know, I just want you to think about it, that all of that, all of your decisions, I would, not all, a majority of your decisions do affect your partner, even if it just means that you're going to have less bandwidth for them in some way. So I, I do want to say that. It's more on your head. It's more on your mind. Even if it's a happy decision, it's going to be more on your mind. If you're an, more of an anxiously attached person, you might want to have sort of too much say in your partner's decisions or want to hear about every single one they make, you know, because you don't want to miss anything important, right? You know, God forbid. So I'm just saying that I do want you to think about your attachment style when it comes to maybe the problems you've had in the past with uh, coming to joint decisions with your partner or with anybody. Think about it. Make sure you've learned about your attachment style and how that might be affecting you. So I don't want to go into deep into that here. Again, I've covered it in other ways. So we'll just um, we'll just move right along. But I, I wanted to sort of you know give a little caveat. Okay. So let's just first talk about what consensus is. You know, and that's what I think about when I when I'm thinking about that you make a joint a happy joint decision. I'm thinking of consensus when, and if you look up consensus in the dictionary, because of course I did, you find words like harmony, uh, solidarity, unity, all of those are part of the definition. And what it, you know, the real dictionary definition is it means accordance in opinion or feeling. And I want you to really think about that in accordance in opinion or feeling. And it's important because even if you can't get behind the opinion or thinking of your partner, I want you to get behind their feelings. When you start focusing on feelings, we have a better, <clears throat> right away, a better way to get to consensus, to get to a shared joint decision that where everyone's happy. We have, remember, we have to connect to correct and we connect with feelings, not thoughts. And that's what gets in the way a lot. In, and that's not even part of my five-step process. This is some bonus material here. But that's what gets in the way a lot when people are coming together to make a decision is that we're not focused on feelings. Everyone's a lawyer. Everyone's got all their thoughts. Everyone's, you know, checking off boxes. And you're missing a big part of the, of the problem is that how your partner feels about their you know, opinion or whatever it is that, or their quote unquote side of things, what their feelings are, are, I would say more important than what their thoughts are about that thing. So 
I, you got to get in accordance with feelings, even when you don't agree on the thoughts. Okay. And it doesn't mean you have to agree that the person should feel this way. I just want you to understand that everyone has a right to how they're feeling about something. And, you know, to understand that, to have empathy is going to take you far. So the word consensus, I love this. You know, you know me, I love my words. Love my words. That's why I can't shut up. That's why I talk all the time. I can shut up and I do just for the record. But um, the word consensus, that actual word comes from the Latin word consentio, which literally means to feel together. Yes. So when you are in consensus in a joint happy decision, you are feeling something together. That is the goal. There you go. I know. I was pretty good, right? I was thinking, oh, this is so it. So because too, what I find is that too often couples, you know, the individuals in a couple are focused on the facts. And I say facts with quotes because everything's up for grabs there. And they don't talk about the feelings involved. And a love relationship needs to be first and foremost about feelings. And I will tell you that everything I'm going to teach you today does apply to business um, also in your work relationships, because that's where you get a lot of pushback at work We is when people aren't thinking that you've heard them because they don't feel, don't you hear people say that? I don't feel heard. They'd say that. I don't feel. There's a feeling that they're looking for when they think that you're actually listening to what they're saying, even if you don't agree. And I will say that in a business, you know, I, everyone I hope knows at this point that my PhD is in organizational psychology. I have a master's in counseling psychology and I've been in the field for a very long time doing counseling. And I have also been on the business side of things and still am in many ways. And when, what you learn in business school, you know, in a business consensus decision-making process, that is a process where, where two or more people agree to support a decision because, in, because it's in the best interest of the company, of their team, of a group, right? That's different. It's, it's a common goal they all back, even if the outcome is in each person's, each individual's favorite results, results, they get on board in the end because it's best for the greater good. And what happens in a couple is that, you know, people forget that. What, what is in the best interest of the couple, not just in each individual person? And I will tell you this, what's in the best interest of the couple is for you to act as a team. It's for you, and I'm going to teach you how to do that today in my five steps, but I'm, you got to remember that, that if you are so driven to just get your way, you are undermining the two of you as a couple, as a team, and your long-term, you know, goals and feelings and thoughts and all the good things about this couple are going to be undermined. And you don't want that. And you don't have to have that, by the way. So there are a few important components that are part of consensus decision-making, joint, you know, this kind of joint decision-making that I'm talking about where people are in consensus, because we like that consensus word, right? Okay. There's a few rules to that. One is that it's fair. Everyone has equal input into the process right? Maybe not equal, equal input into the final decision, by the way, but equal input into the process. It's collaborative. Each person's input is actively 
it's act it's actively solicited it, it's it's actively your opinion is not you, you, the other person is really looking to know your thoughts and they're valued those thoughts that you share are valued i know they're valued you might not agree but they're valued and the third thing is that it's cooperative it's not about um it's not about competing for each person's preference. It, it's not about individual preferences. It's taken on with an intention of working together and uniting. And when you start from this point of fairness, uh, this point of collaboration, this point of cooperation, you can see how any decision making is going to be better than the usual, you know, I win, you lose mentality that I too often see. And if you haven't listened to my TEDx yet, do you know I have a TEDx? You should know I have a TEDx called The Real Reason Relationships Fail. Uh, Abby Met, search on Google, uh, on uh, YouTube, Abby Metcalf TED Talk, and you'll find it. It's also, I think, on my YouTube page, but I'm not sure. You should totally listen to my TEDx, and please give it a like if you do listen, if you do watch it, because I know you'll like it. But I talk about this part. But anyway, and I talk about it on the podcast too. So, okay. So let's get to what you should be doing. Okay. This is my five-step process for making happier joint decisions in your relationship. And yeah, this isn't a long, super long podcast today because it doesn't need to be. You know, you know, I will say that I never sit down with the podcast and think, oh, this is, I have to, I only want to be a half an hour. I only want to be an hour. I only want, I just do it till it's done. I I write it up and and some things are longer than others but decision making to me this particular piece felt pretty cut and dry to me I don't know like what I've seen and by the way this is what I've culled from the research for many years and what I started using in business and with the couples I work with and in myself with my own relationships at home and this five step process I'm about to give you it seems to be the magic whatever that word is, the, the, the magic combination. And I will say that you maybe can use just a few steps of the process, but I would encourage you to use all of them. Um, if you really want to have, you know, this big love win at the end. Okay. So first and foremost is something I've spoken. Step one is something I've talked about before on the podcast, but I'm going to repeat it because it's really important. And this is probably the most important part of my five-step process, and that is to see decision-making as a triangle, not a line. Most couples see making decisions with a partner along a straight line, like a linear line, where you're at one end. If you're watching me on YouTube, you can see my hand gestures, but if you can't picture a line, you're at one end and your partner is at the other end. This is, you know, especially when you don't agree on something, when you're not, you know, just, just both in agreement about something. And so let's say it's whether to to, to buy a house or keep rent, buy a house now or keep renting for a while, right? And your partner wants to buy and you feel like it's a better, uh, it makes more sense to keep renting, okay? And so you see this line, right? You're on one end, they're on the other. And usually as people try to come to a decision, they want to meet somewhere in the middle, right? So when there's, there's any kind of differing viewpoint, you want to meet somewhere in the middle. And I want to really reframe joint decision-making, decision not as a negotiation or a compromise. I don't want you to ever use those words again. How do you like that? 
How do you like that? That's the biggest mistake I think people make is that they think it's a negotiation or a compromise. And right away, negotiation, think of that. You're negotiating with your partner. Oh my God, that feels like we're going to get in a fight. <laughs> that feels like I want to win and I want you to lose. Not good. And compromise also has a sucky feeling to it as far as I'm concerned. Now I feel like, ugh, I got to give up things I don't want to give up. This is going in with a bad taste in your mouth. And I know right now you're going, but Abby, what else is there? Well, I'm here to tell you because I love you. Instead, right? Because, well, because you want like a whole collaborated idea, right? You don't want this like I gave up half or three quarters or a quarter and you gave up this much and all the keeping score and we're negotiating and I'm going to beat you down. I'm going to have all the facts. I mean, you're getting to trouble that way. So instead, I want you to think of joint decisions as a triangle, not a line. So I want you to think of you and yourself, you know, you, uh, sorry, you and yourself, you, <laughs> yourself and your partner as each being at one of, the, one of the points at the base of the triangle. So picture a triangle. If you're watching me on YouTube, you'll see. So picture a triangle and, you know, you're down here on point A, your partner's at point B, down along this, it is a line, down along that baseline. However, instead of trying to work along that line, I want you to both look up and towards the middle. That's the peak of the triangle, right? That's the top point of the triangle. That's where you're going. That's where you're going. And just having that visual generally helps most of the clients I work with. Your solution is the third point on top of the triangle. Neither of you knows what that is yet because you have to talk about it. You have to discuss options and ideas. You have to brainstorm to get there. It right now is an unknown quantity. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Right? It's unknown. And you're going to work together to figure out what it is. Now, I will tell you that you might decide at the top of that triangle with my fictional couple, you might say, well, we, are, we do decide together to buy a house, but you can't go in with that. Like, I'm going to convince her to buy a house and I'm going to convince him that we need to keep renting. Instead, you can go in with that, but I hope you go in with even more, like, what else could you do? You could buy, you could rent, you could go live with one of your parents. You could go couch surf for a while. You could go live on a kibbutz in Israel. You could, I hope some Israelis are listening. Are you listening? Email me if you're listening from Israel. I know, I know you're on my list of countries, but I don't hear from you enough. Boker um, Tov, if it's morning there, it should be morning there right now as I'm recording this. Anyway, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, 
there's a million options, but if you think that the only two are these two, that's the problem. This is called brainstorming. Think of ridiculous ideas. Think of you could keep renting, but a cheaper place. You could keep renting, but but live in a penthouse for a year. I remember, you know, right before um, I had my son, I decided to get a little tiny sports car. And I, I love that thing. And uh, I wanted a little two-seater convertible man. I had moved to California. I was like, damn it. And I knew I was only going to have that car. We were trying to get pregnant at the time. So I'm like, I'm not going to have this car long. But I, it was like my last hurrah. That's how I thought of it. And that's the last time, by the way, I had a car like that. Um, <laughs> I knew I was going to have to get, a, but, you know, obviously the smarter money decision wasn't to buy a car for a year and then get rid of it. But I didn't care. So not all of life is a smarter money decision. I really, and I'm so glad I did it at the time. By the way, I got stuck in that car when I was about eight and a half months pregnant because I'd parked in this space where I was pointed downhill and I, I just couldn't get the torque, you know, to, to lift myself back to get out of the car and someone had to help me out of the car. I put the top down and someone had to help me get out. Anyway, um, so yeah, I got stuck. I got stuck. I'm not too proud to admit it. Um, but I loved that frigging car and I loved having it. And yeah, did it, was it again, not a smart money decision, obviously, but it was one of those things I do not regret because you can't, it, it, there's a lot of things that go into decision-making besides, you know, what the smartest decision is. And I remember having a, having a conversation with my children's father at the time about, you know, my buying this car. And he was like, you're trying to get pregnant. What are we doing? What are you talking about? Like it didn't, but we talked about it. You know, we came to this joint decision together. Here's what I want. Here's what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? Well, let's keep talking. And you know what did sell it, by the way, was how I felt. I, I there because it what there wasn't a reasonableness to it. There wasn't, and we really talked about well, what does money mean in our relationship? What what is it here for? Are we worried that we won't have money for our kid? Is that what we're worried about? Like, what are we worried about here? And you know that wasn't, thank gosh, a worry at the time. And we were really—he was really able to get behind it completely. He got excited for me. He was happy for me, and he was even joking. He goes, "Oh, the second we buy that car, you'll get pregnant. So that's a great idea." And you know what? I was—I didn't realize it at the time, but um, I had—I was like two weeks pregnant when I bought the car. So I—I—I I, I didn't have the car long. But anyway, you know. Th but this is how you do it. This is this—you know way of thinking differently about things. And so I need you to have this triangle. I need you to set an intention to be curious. Stop thinking you're right. And instead, you know, truly wonder what your partner is thinking. What's driving their thoughts? What's driving their actions? You, you what do I always say? Listen like you're wrong. Listen like you're wrong. And it come, you got to ask yourself, do I want to be correct or effective? And correct is your right, and you get to bulldoze through and get your agenda passed. Effective is having a connected, loving partnership. You need to choose. And I will tell you that with that car, which is funny, when we were deciding, I, I actually, he made such good points about me not having the car <laughs> that I, I agreed. I was like, you're right. I shouldn't get this car. This is insane. And it was then that, because, and I believed it. I was like, he's right. This is, I don't know what I'm thinking, you know? 
And he's and he just stopped and he said, you know, I think you're really going to regret not having this car. I I think that we can just suck up the money, and just call it fun. We even talked about me maybe leasing instead. All the time I couldn't find this car leased because we were going to do that. So because we always buy, but um, we talked about see if I could rent a car for a month that was like a sports car. You know, you can rent cars. I was we talked about that. Um, we really came up with such great ideas. There was tons of them, and I felt really seen and heard. And actually, I had landed on, oh, I'll just, you know what? I'll rent a fun sports car for a month, and we'll just, I'll just do that. Maybe I'll even rent a Ferrari. Who knows what I'll do? But you know what I mean? We'll just, I don't know how much those cost for a month. Maybe not. But you know, I just thought anything is possible here. And again, then he came back and said, no, I really think you should get it. Like it really came together in a beautiful way. So. That's step one. It's a triangle, not a line. And you got to think that way. Listen like you're wrong. Be curious. Really open up the conversation in a brainstorming, beautiful way. Step two is you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself, as I like to say. You, I'm so old, right? You youngsters are listening. You 20-year-olds are like, I cannot believe she says that. Um, but you do have to check yourself. <laughs> There's a great book I read uh, a while ago now. But um, there's a book called Getting to Yes with Yourself and Other Worthy Opponents, which I hate the idea of there being opponents, but it's by, um, there's something called the Harvard Negotiation Project. And one of the co-founders is a man named William Uri, U-R-Y. I don't know how to say that actually, but I think it's Uri. And it's a great book and he, there's a lot of good stuff in there, but he says that the biggest, and this is from their research. And again, you know, I heard Harvard's a pretty good school. Uh, that he says that the biggest hurdle people face when they're in, now this is about negotiation and I'm telling you that this isn't a negotiation, right? Or a compromise, but hear me out. He says that the biggest hurdle people face when they're in any negotiation isn't um, bad timing or a difficult partner or something else. He said, instead, he says, what he said is, we sabotage ourselves by reacting in ways that don't serve our true interests. Yeah, we sabotage our way, ourselves. In other words, you you get your head up your ass. You get in your own way and you fall into these old negative patterns. You know, you lose your temper, you isolate, you withdraw, you give the cold shoulder, you're passive aggressive, you don't hold your boundaries, you say yes when you meant to say no. This is what destroys the conversation. This is what destroys the consensus building. So working on your self-awareness, you've got to, got to do. You can't go in to a conversation and not know, oh God, yeah, all right. I usually get very, you know, dogmatic or I usually get really passive aggressive or I often do this, whatever. You, you got to be self-aware so that when you go in, you're in a different place. And obviously I will link to my previous episodes on how to create more self-awareness. I think it's the four steps to self-awareness or something, or four ways to be more self-aware. And obviously mindfulness. Have you downloaded the mindfulness starter kit yet? If you haven't, I don't know what you're waiting for. Come over to the website, go to the shop page. It's free. You just have to put in your email, which by the way, we'll put you on the weekly love letter list. I don't know why you wouldn't be on there, want to be on there, but it's okay if you don't unsubscribe after you get the, med the, the mindfulness starter kit. Start being mindful. 
you you have to check in with yourself more often. You've I, and I've talked before. You know, I really want you before this conversation to get yourself into a really open, willing, loving place. Don't go in loaded for bear. That's not a triangle. That's a line and negotiation. And I'm going to beat you down to acquiesce to what I want. And in in the short term, so you you want to check in with yourself before you speak with your partner. And make sure, again, you're in a really good, a patient place, an open place, right? Then be as mindful as possible throughout the conversation so that you stay there so you don't fall back into old negative patterns and get in your own way. That will hurt you more than anything else. So, okay, don't do that. All right. Step three, you're going to, I think you know what I'm going to say here. Do you know? Yell it out. Yell it out at home. I can't hear you or in your car. <laughs> what do I always say? Don't sack, ask questions instead. So number three, as you're brainstorming, as you're the triangle, as you're in a good place, all that, you, how do you get, how, what do you do now? You have to ask questions. Don't start with, here's what I think and all the reasons why. First, seek to understand what your partner thinks. You know, what, what are their thoughts about something? Remember, don't sack SAC your relationship. Don't offer suggestions, give advice, or criticize, right? It, in this or any conversation with your partner. Instead, you want to ask those curious, what I call collaborative questions with the intention of being curious, of having a better understanding of what your partner wants and needs, a better understanding of what's driving their thinking, what's underneath what they're saying, right? They say they want something. What's their why? Don't ask why, because we know that that puts people on the defensive. But have that in your head. I want to understand their reason, their why. And I and I know there is one, and I want to understand it, and I'm going to keep at it till we get there. Uh, so Again, why questions tend to put people on the defensive, so do your best to stick with those collaborative questions. Can you tell me more about X? Uh, can you say more about why you feel so strongly about Y? Uh, what did you mean by X? Can you give me another example? What's something I haven't asked that would help move this conversation forward? Right, That kind of stuff. And I'll tell you what, because I love you so much, I have a list of collaborative questions if you haven't downloaded it yet. I will link that in the show notes, abbymetcalf.com. Come over to the podcast page. I will link that, the collaborative questions. I have a list of them to, and I highly recommend, it's on my refrigerator. It should be on your refrigerator. You know, print that puppy out and put it up. You know, put it up at your office. It's great to use at work. Put it up everywhere. I'll have that again for free. You'll have to put in your email. You'll get on the love letter list. It's okay. You're going to love it. I'm bringing you. I'm going to brainwash you. That is my complete mission in life is to brainwash you to be happy that I, I don't care. I don't care to be effective, to be joyous, to be, feel connected, to communicate. I want to get you there. <laughs> I do. It's my mission, damn it. So I'll do anything I have to, including, you know, dangling little chips out in front of you. Okay. So collaborative questions, come on over and get them. But it's, and I will tell you this, a great hack here is to always look for a third or fourth choice or a third or fourth option. You know, what else could you both be thinking right now instead of sort of each side? Whenever you're coming to something and you think there's only two choices, you know, 
we buy a house or we don't buy a house, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. I buy a sports car, I don't buy a sports car, you're in trouble. Because even both those examples, I gave you 50 other things we could, I didn't give you 50, you understand where I'm going. I gave you multiple other options of what you could think, what could be an answer, what could be another option or choice for those that question. I want a sports car or, you know, <laughs> or I, I want to buy a house or I, I want to keep renting. There are so many other options if you just open your friggin' mind, okay? And when you do that, it loosens something and it actually starts to be fun with your partner. What I've had people report over and over and over who do this, they tell me that they started laughing with their partner because they started coming up with this, you know, completely outrageous ideas, completely ridiculous and silly ideas, because you should. You should just come up with crazy. Let's steal a sports car. That's what we could do. We could steal a car. You know, I don't know. We could we could ask someone to buy it for us. We could join a raffle and see if there's a car. I you There's so many things. Just open your brain, because what that does is it really starts to open up, you know, your thinking and your creativity and your problem solving and gets you far, far from that amygdala, that fear-based brain. And it brings you so into your compassion and your fun and your love and your creativity and all the good things you need to make happier joint decisions, okay? To really, truly come to consensus. So, all right. Step four, it's these next two are relatively short, so get ready. Step four is to communicate relentlessly. <laughs> I felt like I had to separate it. I was going to have four steps, and I was like, I'm going to put five steps in and add this one. Don't stop communicating. Keep going until there's some sort of better understanding between the two of you. If this was happening at work, you wouldn't just throw up your hands and say, oh, well, we can't decide, you know? No, you would keep driving towards understanding. You would keep driving towards a shared solution. And I wanna remind you, you're attacking the problem, not one another. So don't give in to frustration or, you know, impatience. That, this is, there, we, there's no rush. We can, we'll get here, we'll get there. And if you are feeling impatient or stressed in some way like that, it is because you are driving towards a solution and you need to stop, okay? you It means you have decided what the answer should be, that this all makes perfect sense to you, and you want to stop. You can share that, like, oh, I'm starting to feel really um, defensive or I'm starting to feel really impatient. And you could talk about it. Well, where's that coming from? What, what's happening? What, where do you, you know, what, what's going on? Ask collaborative questions. You know, you, you get mindful. Do you see how the other steps are getting played out right here? That's what you want to be doing. You're, you're using all those. You're not just doing the, you know, just asking questions and then jumping into a sit, you know, you might go back and, and get back to, well, okay, what's our, you know, how am I doing? Let me, let me focus myself again. Or maybe we need to take a break and come back to this conversation. Let's go get ice cream. I think ice cream solves most things. I just want to say that. I do. Um, my ass would agree. Uh, I th or wouldn't agree, maybe. I, th you know, go have something fun. Go do something fun together that sort of bonds you. Remember, you have to connect to correct. So if you're feeling impatient with your partner or there's something else going on, you probably just need a little more connection. Maybe try to go have sex. I don't know. That helps. 
sex always, I don't know. I find sex very helpful. Uh, <laughs> I, I rub each other's shoulders for a minute. I don't know. Go like again. Get creative. Uh, think about what you can do to shift the energy if it starts to get stuck. And you can come back to do this another day or another time. I have one couple who does this process a lot, and they tape record it. They do because the husband, uh, he he has a hard time like he gets overwhelmed in these kinds of things fairly quickly uh or at least much quicker than his uh wife does so he stop it's really great he'll stop and they they, so they just record because he needs these breaks in between because he he processes differently i guess that's what i'm trying to say and with her he often feels bulldozed and, you know, even doing it this way, he starts, it's just, it's his own stuff at that point. Cause I have to say, she's worked really hard on not bulldozing him, but she's, she keeps engaging and he just starts to feel overwhelmed and he starts to collapse his boundaries. And we don't want that. We want this to be a positive experience. So they've taken to recording it and then playing back the recording later. And sometimes that's all they need. It's really funny. Or they use that as a jumping off point for the next thing, or just he listens to it and he, you know, processes the information a little better and then comes back. Again, there are so many ways to do this. <clears throat> there are so many ways to be creative in this process. I need a sip. Hold on. When I start coughing at you, I need a sip. So <laughs> there's so many ways to do this. So again, just anytime you start to feel defensive or like you're attacking, you know, the, attack the problem, not one another. You really want to focus on it being a positive experience. There's nothing to fear here because you're not attached to the outcome. Yeah, you're being like a little Buddhist in this moment. You're not attached to the outcome. You have outcomes that you prefer right now, but you don't even know if you're going to prefer them once you hear all the other things. Who knows what it'll be? Open, curious, patient, <clears throat> loving, fun. Just have a different sense of this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Seems like my sip didn't quite help. Hold on. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't edit it out. You can hear me cough a little. You're okay. You're tough. My listeners are, they're tough. All right. Step five. We're almost there. And step five can be very controversial. So let me say this. The other four steps are really what you want. That's it. I'm throwing in step five because I have found this helpful in my own relationship. And I have many, many, many couples who've used this and found it really helpful. Because you know how a lot of times you'll do all this and you'll brainstorm and all the things, and then the, you never pull the trigger and it just feels like you're just sitting there forever. So I like for one person, when at all possible, to make the final decision. If to be designated to make a final decision, sorry, if the two of you, even after all this, don't feel like you've come to a consensus. And it's very helpful to pick the person before you start, who's going to be the final decision maker. And um, that can trade off between, you know, oh, last time we decided to buy a car, when we were talking about buying a car, you made the final decision. This time I'm going to, and you can mark that somewhere. It's okay because people's memories will be like, I didn't decide last time. You did. No, you did. You know, that kind of crap. So you can like mark that somewhere so you know on a calendar or somewhere else or on some Google Doc that you keep. But 
what we do, I do this a lot in business and I found it to be really helpful. Like I'll have a team, you know, do this whole process, but then it is somebody's final decision, usually the boss because whatever, but in a couple, obviously it's not a boss. I hope obviously, but you pick someone just to be, and you have to hope that this process was good enough that you guys really came to things well enough so that you don't have a thing going on for friggin' ever. Cause you just, you can't, at some point you have to come to something. So you pick one person in the couple who will be making the final decision. And in the end, when everything has been listened to, argued, you know, what, I hope there's not an argument, but thought out, responded to, the questions have been asked and answers, the thoughts, the brainstorming has happened. It's that one person's ruling to make the final decision. And then here's the important part. You both commit to getting 100% behind the final outcome. This means there's no passive aggressive bullshit. No, I told you so if it doesn't work out. As a team, you've got a final decision that you both get behind. I know. So this is a little controversial, this last one I know for some people, but I'm telling you, I, I, I have had so, so many couples say to me, oh my gosh, that's our savior. Knowing that somewhere, somehow, you know, we're going to decide on how long we're going to do the process. And then we say, okay, and now it's time for decision and you've been the one, you're going to make it. And it really helps the two of you move through and pass things. And yeah, it might be a decision you don't like that time. It might end up to be a unmitigated shit show at the end, you know, whatever, but you both get behind hundred percent. And I do this in business, you know, I, it's like, oh no, no, no saying I told you so later that you all, this is where you're at in this team. Even if you fought to the death to not have this, now you're going to fight to the death to keep it because you have to have a full buy-in to make something work. And so this could be the right decision, even though it wasn't yours initially, or you still don't love it. If you give hundred percent towards it, and it is a beautiful thing to do, to give up our ego, to give up our rightness. You know, again, would you rather be correct or effective? You know, at some point it doesn't, the way that people will cut off their nose to spite their face, the way, the way that people will sabotage something in the couple that hurts them ultimately and is hurting their partner just to be right. Oh, you're, if you've been listening to me for even a minute, you know how truly, truly screwed up that is. You know how I have zero tolerance for that, zero, because I am about you being happy and fulfilled in your life, and I just can't have that because you're not going to get there. I will also recommend here at the end that it's a really good idea to buy my book, Be Happily Married, even if your partner won't do a thing, it works even if you're not married. It is written very kind of for heterosexual couples. However, it, no matter what kind of couple you're in, trust me, the concepts will apply. And it's just, it's on Audible too. You can listen to it. But it's chock full of kind of the, the keys to building this sort of trusting, open, loving relationship that I want you to have. Okay. That's it for today. If you haven't reviewed the podcast yet, please do so on Apple Podcasts or rate me on rate it on Spotify. It really helps us. It, please leave a review. It's it really means a lot. Leave a good one. If you don't have anything good to say, I don't know that I want to hear it. May, if you really have a complaint of some kind, send me an email. 
that you'll get a direct response from me, you know, uh, like, let's talk. If you think you have to, I don't know, warn the universe about my bad podcast, I, I guess you can't, you know, obviously I can't told you from that, but I would ask you to think first if it's something you would say to my face or not. So you might as well say it to my face and send me an email. Um, I don't think we've had any bad reviews of the podcast actually, but I, I, there's been a few maybe, but uh, you know, give me your, it's a way to show support for me. As I've said before, it's a way to show love. I love you. You can show me your love this way. So, uh, and if you, you know, really can't do anything, if you're just sitting there curled up in your bed, can barely get out, just being here with me is enough. And I'm really, really, really happy you're here. If no one's told you today, you are beautiful and whole, you're not broken. You're all, all of this is possible for you. Happiness, connection, love, ease, laughter, joy are all possible for you. Not every minute of every day. It's not possible for any of us like that. But to have these things routinely in your life are absolutely possible. And that is why I do the podcast. So I love you so much. I want you to have an amazing week. And I'm going to talk to you real soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything. You can email me at abby at abbymedcap.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.